Time's Ours is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. You can check out sporting events, concerts, events all around you. Say, well, well, do they have that? I don't know. I don't live where you do. Open up your phone, download the Game Time app, and you'll see everything in your area. Plus, you can see what your view is going to look like from your seat in the app. And you can buy all those tickets in just two taps. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in Google Play or App Store and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. If you're a longtime listener of Times Ours, you'll know that a wise man once said, the Chiefs only play weird football games. And so far, I have not been able to detect a lie in that statement. It's another weird one yesterday as the Chiefs blow out the Raiders in a game that that sort of felt like a blowout, but also felt like an out-of-body experience. We'll try to decode it all for you here on Time Zars right here on The Athletic. I'm Josh Briscoe with Nate Taylor and Seth Kaiser. Uh, Nate is the wise man I was referring to earlier. Seth will get offended that I didn't call him a wise man in the intro. It's the shtick. We'll figure it out partway through. Uh, Guys, this was an extremely strange football game that the Chiefs had a chokehold on very, very early on. Now what? <laughs> well, uh, first off, they is that the whole show? Is the show over? Yeah, yeah, well, well, now now we now we wait for a game that you know may maybe compelling. Uh, uh, look, they only play I, weird games. I expect that to be the 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 entire 2019 season. You know, when the yearbook comes out, it's like Chiefs football. We only <laughs> played weird games. All season, <laughs> um, you know whether that's good and bad. Eh, it's kind of up to you. But I, look, they they did what they had to do. They handled their business, and they beat a Raiders team that again didn't show up. Just just bizarre. I mean, from the interception that Tyron Matthew sort of explained that like, hey, we knew what formation they're running. Hey, we knew what we knew where the ball was gonna go. To inexplicably fumbling the kickoff return uh, right after the Chiefs scored their first touchdown. Uh, I know some people were, and this will sort of trigger Seth. Hey, Seth, some people were um, not thrilled with Andy Reid's play calling ability, particularly on fourth down. Um, Analytics. I believe I believe those that group of people on the fourth down play included Seth Kaiser based off of a tweet that I saw, but that's okay. We'll get there. And oh yeah, wait. Oh, I'm disgusted with myself now. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's you that's what you just did. It's fine. I'll get out of the way. Sorry. And, the, and, and I mean it's it was a robbery game that was supposed to like feel like something. Um and it really didn't. Uh, so, you know, well, the Raiders... like something. <laughs> the, the Raiders didn't keep up their end of the bargain. Patrick Mahomes was, like, ordinary, statistically. But I think, like, from an eye test, looked really good in a lot of areas, mm. which I kind of tried to explain in my story today. But, uh, but yeah, they, they just... It's a comfortable win. Hey, and by the way, um, it took them... Eight weeks to win consecutive games since September. So crazy. you know, hey, take take the wins when they're when they're available to you. 
Seth, I'm sorry I didn't refer to you as wise in the intro of the show. I, I think you're also wise, which is, you know, wisdom comes with age. So what did you see from this game? What's your story other than uh, defending uh, Andy Reid's fourth and one, I guess? You know what, Josh? You can say all the hurtful things you want. I've been crushing it all day today. We talked about this already, <laughs> man. I woke up at like six. I've been crushing it. I got my billing done. I've got my article mostly done. So you can't hurt me with your words. I guess. Uh, Such an upsetting energy that Seth has right now. It's just him against the world, and it's 8.17 a.m. as we record this right now. I don't don't need anyone to bring this kind of heat at 8.17 a.m. It's just me overcompensating against your hurtful words. So, Oh, that makes sense. I know all about overcompensating. (laughs) (laughs) So I I guess big takeaways for me. Man, it was a weird game. I get that. But, like, if you look at, like, how the – how the game went down. I think part of the reason people are kind of walking away a little bit dissatisfied from a 40 to nine shellacking of the Raiders. They beat the crap out of them. It just destroyed them. It was hilarious. I think they did. People didn't lose. So, you know, they get an interception right away, score a touchdown. Then the Raiders fumble. And then, you know, they, they, they go out on downs and you know, that, that inside zone against a Raiders defensive line that they have not been able to run the ball against with one notable exception that we'll be talking about later on in this very podcast. I, I don't think that's a great call by Reed. And so, you know, then you end up with a punt and it just seems like, man, they're going to let the Raiders hang around, hang around. We've seen this game before. And then suddenly it was like touchdown, then interception return for a touchdown, then field goal. And then suddenly, I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're up 21 zip halftime. I think people kind of hung on to those unhappy feelings early because mm-hmm. this game was fun. I was like relaxed in the second half. I was just <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to have some fun. I mean, it even, even the Raiders scoring a touchdown at the end, which normally just bugs me to no end. Had that not happened, we would not have had the greatest play in the history of man. <laughs> mankind a two-point conversion what it was amazing so i yeah i understand people like oh man i i don't know what people were going into it like yeah you know i expect the raiders to play the chiefs tough and they just destroy them and people are like well we'll see it's like what 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 do you want 40 to 9 this was fun I think that's totally valid. The one the one place where I sound like the guy whose voice you're just doing, I guess, <laughs> is that I still I still so badly just want to see like, uh, yes, Mahomes, six touchdowns, no picks, 462 yards, <laughs> and uh, the offense puts up 50. Like, I just, I it's it's been so long since we've seen one of those games that that, I guess, is what I need to quench my thirst. I, I don't know. <laughs> but you're right, Seth. As, as you, like, revisit some of the things, as I was revisiting some of the things from this game earlier this morning, it was like, oh, yeah, no, the Chiefs, so that they, there's the pick on the first drive, and then the touchdown, they get the ball back immediately, they turn it over on downs, but at least they made the right call on fourth and one, like, to go for yes. it. Again, like, yes. the, the play call to, you know, have Daryl Williams 1v1, Jonathan Hankins, a little questionable, but, you know, it's fine. Um, we can come back to that. <laughs> the Raiders punt, they punt, punt, punt. They punt back and forth. They turn it back over. Chiefs score at this point. 14 nothing. The pick six. It's 21 nothing, and the game's over. The game's over in the first half. Like, that is something that is is a very, very welcome feeling for the Chiefs, and, and I, think that that's, I think that's worth being excited about. Um, I, I, I think we should start with the defense, though, with all of that being said about how the offense was, was functional um, and, and it, it was a weird game for Patrick Mahomes and, and just his stat line. And as you said also, Seth, 
people were holding on to some of the bad moments. There were two moments that felt like interceptions that didn't that didn't end in interceptions. Like that's a weird energy um, where where people were freaking out for a minute, and we'll talk about that also because I have thoughts. But I want to <laughs> I want to talk about the defense. I want to talk about the defense because every two weeks or so we're like, hey, we should start with the defense, and we never do because we can't help ourselves. And today I want to talk about the defense. Nate, it's the Matthew pick. It's the Thornhill pick six. Carr was having just a very bad time in the pocket all day. You could see him looking downfield and just mouthing curses to himself. Actually, I don't I don't know if he knows any curse words, but probably mumbling gosh darn it to himself. Yes. Um, as, as he was chased around in the pocket looking for anyone open downfield. I was super impressed with the secondary yesterday. I want people to imagine themselves as, you know, Thankfully, we appreciate you guys listening on this Monday morning, the weekend, uh, the, the day after the weekend on, of Thanksgiving. Imagine, you know, going into work and like your boss stinks, your coworker on that project who's supposed to like available, make him or herself available to you with like quality information. They stink. Um, the dang, <laughs> the dang coffee machine doesn't work. Um, you know, the heating system starts to like go out around noon and, and like, you, you, and like your job, you know, cause that's what they pay you for is to like be productive. That's how I feel David Carr was or Derek Carr, excuse me. God, I did it. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you did it first. I'm glad you did it, it first. Uh, <laughs> that, that was Derek Carr's day yesterday where look, yeah. a lot of people look at the quarterback and I get that he got the ball. All the time. He's supposed to be the one out here making plays amongst disastrous circumstances. But God, the Chiefs defense made his life miserable. <laughs> yeah. To the point That's- that, like, I don't think I saw anybody run open, which is hard <laughs> to do in a 60-minute football game. Like, his offensive line wasn't terrible, but they also weren't very good. And, like, his receivers couldn't get open. So he just started throwing up 50-50 balls. Or he just started staring down people because he's like, I think you can get open. Maybe. Maybe. And Juan Thornhill, I mean, this 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 all shows that, and again, sounds crazy as I'm going to say it, guys. This shows that, one, the Chiefs coaching staff aren't just a bunch of dummies. Because they watched film over a 10-week period from week 2 to week 12. And saw tendencies. And then they were not dummies enough to sort of relay that information to the football players. And the players were smart enough, and again, not dummies, to take that information, utilize it for themselves, and then execute said game plan based on said tendencies. Again, it sounds like a novel concept, guys. Like, this should be elementary, (laughs) but the Chiefs coaching staff on defense doesn't suck. And the players don't suck. And I don't think I could have said that at this point last year, which is, you know, pretty good. Pretty good. I, I have an analogy for you, Nate. Is it like a gif? Yeah, it's like this one gif. No, I was just thinking like what you're talking about, you know, this that day where you come into work. And it's just like you're supposed to do something with it. It just reminds me of like a case. If you're a defense attorney and you get this new file and your client comes in and he's like, oh, I got picked up for a DWI. You know, I want to hire you. I need you to help me get out of this. It's like, oh, okay, okay. So what happens? Like, well, I was driving on the wrong side of the road 
and <laughs> I almost I almost mowed down a couple of pedestrians, and then I crashed into the cop car, and then I got out, and well, here here's the video. Oh, it's all on video. Yeah, yeah. Here's the video. And they show you the video, and he's up there. I'm not as sick as you, drunk I am, Ossifer. What? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna tase me? I dare you to tase me, bro. You know. And you're just like, you're watching this. It's like, you, you get done watching the tape. And the guy looks, he's like, you got to help me. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and as a lawyer, you have an ethical duty to find something. Right. Anything to argue. And like, fortunately, judges and prosecutors get it. Because sometimes you find yourself like, and furthermore, your honor, <laughs> he went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. And the judge is like, wait a minute. That's not right. You know, it, it just, <laughs> you have nothing to say. And they just let you go on your spill. And they're like, thank you, Mr. Kaiser. Well, I've made my decision. <laughs> That's exactly what that was like for Derek Carr. That he was the DWI attorney that was like, dude, what, what, why'd you crash into a cop car, bro? Like, can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything for you. And it was the same thing. Like, why, why can't you just like get a little bit of separation from a secondary that is much maligned? But turns out they're playing pretty good. Turns out having a couple of really good safeties helps your cornerback group. Turns out having your corners in a good scheme. Yep, really helps your corners. Mm-hmm. So I, I, man, I'm with you, and I, I do feel for Derek Carr. He had a bad day, and plus, I don't know what the wind was like at Arrowhead, but oh, I was, saw some it throws. Do yeah, weird. it was swirling. It was <laughs> swirling, and <laughs> and 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 it was funny that like Patrick mentioned this in his post game comments. The idea that like. Yeah, I mean, we, we you know you work on weeks and you you find out oh, okay when they do this we do that da 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 okay oh we gonna have this play action roll to my right as like Travis Kelsey's running this amazing wheel route to the left he gonna be wide open and the wind was like what you talking about womp <laughs> <laughs> just died and the and the ball just like it, the ball did things that like it doesn't do coming out of Patrick Mahomes' hand and arm and the wind was like you know it's like the narrator of the wind was like but no <laughs> it wasn't yes <laughs> what happened on the throw to Watkins too that just like the defender was so surprised because that you know they're like oh he dropped that easy pick and that was an easy pick but like you watch as the ball just suddenly is just like you know what I'm done I'm just gonna drop straight down <laughs> it was just like I'm out yeah, peace. yeah peace and the defender was like holy crap the ball and yeah that was that was so I think that contributed to the weirdness uh, I I want to talk about the way people talked about that throw, and I wanted to talk about the defense more. But we're ta- you mentioned the, the 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 dropped interception. If I could just have just a second here, folks, <laughs> that play happened, and then it was like that GIF where <laughs> Donald Glover walks in with all those pizzas and the rooms on fire. You know that GIF I'm talking yes. about, Seth? Yeah, oh, I yeah, do. That's a really good GIF. That was uh, that was what was happening on Twitter as every Chiefs fan. And analyst and talking head, every single person I follow was like, did Patrick Mahomes just make a throw that most quarterbacks have no business making and it almost backfired? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone I follow was watching Patrick Mahomes for the first time, I guess. <laughs> it, was, it was so confusing. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't just disappointed. I was genuinely confused. Like, no, nah, man, like... 
We've all we've all seen him do that. The the ball came out of his hand kind of wobbly, so it was almost a pick. If that comes out of his hand on a perfect spiral, it's like a 40-yard gain to Sammy Watkins and maybe more, honestly. And we would all it would be the highlight of the week. It would it would have been on SportsCenter 15 times this morning because it doesn't make any sense because only Patrick Mahomes can do it. And he tried to do it and it didn't work. And everyone lost their minds. <laughs> and, and you, people people have been excited. People cannot wait. I saw this earlier in the first game of the year against Jacksonville when Mahomes sailed a, a pass that was sort of a no look pass to Kelsey, where there was a defender underneath that he was trying to lift the ball over so the throw sailed. People couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to shake their head disapprovingly and say, you know, that's just not how football is played, boys. That's not the right way to do it. (laughs) And they can't wait to do it to Mahomes. They just wanted to bury him. It's like, did you not see the ball? Like, it stopped like it hit an invisible force field. It's like, what do you think happened there? I, Dude, it was just, it was so fresh. Because it wasn't just, like, all of the dummies. Like, that, you know, it was their people that... There were people that I like. I was like, wait a second, you're smarter than that. What are you doing? Why would you say that? This is, is this your first, your first, it, it's, uh, hey, <laughs> Seth, it's like that gif where uh, I don't know what movie it's from, but I think it's James Franco who's about, like, old Western James Franco who's, like, about to be hanged. He's like, first time, huh? It's like that. that it was like that gif. You know that gif, Seth? Let's talk about the defense. Let's let's stick to, let's stick to our guns defensively here. Uh, Seth, I know um, you're you're writing about Darwin Thompson right now, and we'll talk about Darwin Thompson. We talk about the offense. Um, but what were you seeing in the secondary? I mean, we talked about how uh, all of uh, Derek Carr's uh, coworkers let him down. But whenever you whenever you dig in a little bit more, you get the help from the safeties. Obviously, that makes everybody look a little bit better. The the corners, I would argue, have been making real strides all season. How much do you buy what you saw yesterday as being the the new norm for this uh, group of defensive backs? I think it's important to keep in mind that you know the Raiders' group of receivers isn't necessarily great. I mean, they were playing mm-hmm. fairly well up until it's so funny, you know, how quickly oh, it's just the Raiders. Well, up until they got beat by the Jets last week, I was oh man, the Raiders they coming. Oh, those Raiders, you know, and it's yeah, just two weeks ago. We just yeah, we live and die every week, every play in the NFL, um, all year. The secondary has generally been in position, and people have gotten tired of hearing that, like oh, they need to get their heads turned around. They need this. They need that. Generally speaking, with corners, you just ask that they be in position and force teams to make good throws and good catches. Unless you're talking about stars, then yeah, it's a little bit different. But generally Mm -hmm. speaking, you just are asking that they force teams to make really good throws and really good catches. And you know what? The secondary's done that the vast majority of the year. The only quarterback that I think really... There's two quarterbacks that have thrown the ball really well on against them. Three. Dang it. <laughs> but you know what? Even even Rodgers, outside of a couple of big plays, they did a nice job against yeah. him. Mm-hmm. The only guys that I felt threw the ball kind of at will were Deshaun Watson and Matt Stafford. And Stafford, it was in and out. Watson, like, you know, had Will Fuller not dropped a couple of balls that game looks pretty yeah, different. He looked, he, yeah, Deshaun Watson was incredible in that, in that Chiefs game. Yeah, he looked, he looked great. Um, and that's something they might got. They might have to figure out down the road. He might be good. I don't know how much time we're going to talk about. It's been talking about Sunday football, but Deshaun Watson might not be bad at this. Yeah, he might. He might be. He might be okay. 
Uh, him and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson is going to be a fun conversation for like the next decade. Mm-hmm. Like, who's the mm-hmm. best? A spoiler, it's Patrick Mahomes. But it's, Mahomes, it's going to be like at least a conversation. It's awesome that there are good enough quarterbacks in the league that it's at least going to be a conversation. But here's, you know, without seeing the All-22 yet, because it doesn't drop until usually Tuesday, Every time Carr made a throw to a receiver, what they complete? They completed like one until the the fourth quarter. Yeah, until the until late you, until that late yeah. drive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which that God that shouldn't count. That's why Football Outsiders DVOA is way better than basic stats because I can tell you that last drive by the Raiders did not swing the DVOA the 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 the, the, the defensive efficiency stats. It like didn't swing it at all because they waited. I'm based so on excited score. though for you in in two minutes to talk about that last drive and Darwin Thompson super about how much that matters. Oh, it matters. Yeah, so yeah. Much. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm talking statistically Look, versus statistically. I know, guys. I know, guys I know, you know, I know. This is I like know. that gift I, where someone feels misunderstood. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good one. Use your so, eyes, Seth, gentlemen. Use your Listen, eyes. Seth, if I didn't point it out, if I didn't point it out, three. people people on Twitter were going to, and you're going to have to explain it to three different people instead of just explaining it here. <laughs> that I'm doing sense. you a favor. That makes sense. So what what you saw is every time the ball was thrown, you, you, you're not seeing those, those blown coverages that you saw last year. Last year, one of yeah. the biggest points of frustration for me is like, man, how are receivers always open against the Chiefs. I, I like it, it came to a head whether it was against the Rams, oh my god, or against the Patriots. It was just like, how are these guys so wide open constantly? And then the Chiefs would be on offense. It's like, man, we have better playmakers. Why aren't they as open? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> and you see it now. The 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 even when a ball is completed, you know, cars big throw down the left side, Ward's right there. And the guy had to make a great catch. And people go, oh, he needs to get his head turned around. Yeah, maybe, I guess. But you know what? If a team needs to consistently make great throws and great catches to beat you, you are doing well. And I, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm a believer, and we'll see. Now, here comes the big test next week. I, I, I It's hard for me to believe in the defense. I've been hurt before. But I they've been good against the pass all year. So you can count me in as a believer. Uh, do you do you buy that, Nate, for the future? I know we, I want to move to the offensive side, but in that regard, and then also we haven't really talked about the pass rush at all. Um, but it got home, I would say, secondarily to the secondary, though, as, as being the the biggest factor in in that unit. Yes, yesterday. yeah, yeah. Yesterday was about the secondary giving the time necessary for Tano Passio and Chris Jones to get some pressure on Derek Carr. The, the you know the one issue is that um, it appears that Frank Clark's nerve situation in his neck may have led to um, what went on with his shoulder, which he didn't finish the game yesterday. So that's something that we'll monitor as the the week goes along. I think he will still play Um, as of right now. I think he'll still play against the Patriots. But, you know, from a defensive standpoint, um, all look, you're asking the defensive line to show up, which they did yesterday. They got a couple um, sacks. And, you know, there's, there's an idea, too, of like, you know, the the safeties are just so important. Like they are just they are incredibly important, and it's weird going from one season of watching Ron Parker's body sort of deteriorate as the season goes along, versus Juan Thornhill's body um, hold up, but his football mind, his IQ, his recognition, his, his his instincts, you can see all those things sort of blossoming as the season goes along. So, I mean, that's just one player in one position, and how differently a season can go based on. You know, having an old guy there who's sort of breaking down versus a new young guy who is playing and thriving in the system that he's been um, asked to play in. And, hey, 
when we don't mention the linebackers, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah good I, call. I just, I just want to make that clear. Like, we haven't mentioned Anthony Hitchens' name once, and that's all he should yep. be asking for as, as the season goes along. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned that, Nate, because real quick, uh, Josh Jacobs had 17 carries for over 100 yards. Yeah. He averaged six yards a carry, yeah. and this felt very similar to the Chargers game, which, like, yeah, that's, that's not a great yards per carry average to give up, but I'll take that performance from this defense every single week if I could get it. Mm-hmm. How do you... How how do you make how do you make all of that how do you synthesize all of that when you go six yards a carry and also say that was a nice performance from the defense well it, it's getting turnovers it's getting consistent pressure on the quarterback and as Seth mentioned before the 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 secondary being in position like you're not always going to make the play in the secondary because you know there's you know pretty good quarterbacks throwing the ball and there's pretty good receivers to cover but at least you're in position to make things difficult um so it's okay to give up five six yards here and there when you have a double-digit lead, which is what we mentioned, you know, last week before the Thanksgiving festivities started, um, we, that's what we mentioned last week. Where it's like, hey, if you if the, the the blueprint is similar to last year in a lot of ways, although I feel like the Chiefs' defense can handle it better this year than last year. But the blueprint is, hey, give Mahomes an early lead, let Andy Reid get creative on offense, get that double-digit advantage, and just, like, slowly squeeze the opposition on defense. And that's what happened. Like, okay, you can, like, you can run the ball when we're up 21-0. I don't care. Like, go ahead and do it. Like, sure. Actually, that benefits us because, like, the clock rolls and, like, you got to use more plays. And, like, you know, that goes to the whole argument of, like, you know, points per play or expected points per play, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. But the idea of like, yeah, 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 go ahead. We're going to have three safeties in the backfield. We we would encourage you to run. And as long as we make the tackle, then we just got to play good red zone defense. And as I wrote on Friday, Chiefs have been just fine in the red zone when, you know, it's not, what was it, 40 to – 40 to or 30 excuse me 38 to 3 when they're like we don't care you know (laughs) right we could not care less they just wanted to give to no passing you a chance at that block man they knew (laughs) they knew they're like you know what let's do this we want to put some more points on the board uh seth i don't this is something that i don't know if we need to like restart the podcast after this because this is a tweet from uh wichita chief sam on twitter a really good analytics follow yeah uh if you're looking for more chiefs analytics uh Prior to that, that Chiefs Darwin Thompson drive, uh, the Raiders were winning this game, as far as I'm concerned, because they had almost 27 minutes time of possession, and the Chiefs had 18. So it the scoreboard said 31 to three, but in my heart it said 27 to 18. Well, Raiders. The, the drive. This is a, this is an actual drive by the Raiders in the third quarter, down 31 zip. 13 plays, mm. 60 yards, 6 minutes and 55 seconds. Look, if you're That's playing, it, it, if you're playing points. the Chiefs and you want to take 7 minutes off the board to get a field goal while you're down 31 zip, okay. I mean, like Nate said, okay, that fine, run the ball. I, that's great. Here's your 5 yards to carry, take your 7 minutes off the board. I mean, the, the time of possession, lo- guys. The Chiefs lost the time of possession battle in this. Yes, game. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's just facts, guys. It's, it's a, just these are just the advanced analytics. <laughs> it's 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 a myth, and I understand time of possession often correlates to winning, but that's because teams. I don't know how it could be a myth. I'm looking at the stats right here, Seth. <laughs> and I just. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm moving over my microphone. I'm. Go- I don't want to fall I'm into the trap of snark. I need people to no, understand this. 
guys, look. I'm 10 feet from my microphone. You, I, <laughs> I can tell. Um, look, time of possession often correlates with winning because teams run the ball. It's a lot like total rushing yards because teams run the ball when they're winning. And so they're doing it to salt away the game. Time of possession is largely not predictive as to whether a team wins or loses. At least it can be a factor, but it's a factor. It's a lot like run defense. Honestly, it it's a, if, if like say like with run defense, if the pass defense is bad and if your offense is bad and if the turnover game gets lost, then yeah, run defense can matter, but it's like the fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh most important thing. So when we say these things don't matter, it's not that they literally don't matter at all. It's just, they don't matter nearly as much as other important things. This has been a public service announcement about what actually wins football games and time of possession is not one of them. Again, you know, oh, what's the run defense going to do? Well, if again, they want to do a seven minute drive in the third quarter down 31 zip and get a field goal. Okay. Let's let them do that all game. And you see what happens when the, the problem with running the ball effectively is it's tough to maintain it efficiently. Even if you're a good running team like Oakland and have a really good running back against a bad run defense, you, you saw it, you got to witness it. Just, just absorb it and understand the rightness of it. All right, I'm good. Establish the run! Stop it, Josh! (laughs) (laughs) If you win on first down running the football, then we got to run it again on second down, baby! (laughs) Get me in the third short yardage and open up the playbook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, open up the playbook. Oh, And also, just a real quick thing, guys, so someone doesn't say it on Twitter. There have been extensive, extensive statistical analyses done as to whether running the ball often or effectively correlates with play action being effective and they can't find a correlation there. So you see linebackers, they're trained to react to play action, whether you've run the ball 20 times or whether you've run the ball twice. All they got to know is that you might run the ball. And unless you're a team that literally never runs the ball, they're still going to take a step forward because they, that's what they've been taught to do since like junior high. Just, just a quick. And if they don't, note. the next time you run it, and you realize they didn't take a step there, then the <laughs> yeah. next time you're gonna run it. Like, exactly, that's fine. exactly. So that's the the run game does have value, but you do it just enough to keep the defense honest, and that does not have to be that much, unless you've got Darwin Thompson. Look, 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 fellas! I got my 1984 NFL playbook <laughs> in my hand right now, and look, I like the counter trap on first down with a simple. <laughs> I formation lead draw on second down. That'll get us a third and three. And look, I like a nice little swing route to the running back in open space. An extended handoff. And look, and look, 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 let me tell you, you know, we got to get more jumbo sets. We got to get more three tight ends on the field. Look, look, fellas, I know you like motioning. I know you like spreading the ball out. But let me tell you how it was done in the 80s when we really, really went at those linebackers, okay? I need a fullback who can run my counters, who can run my lead draws. And I don't know why my voice is changing in the middle of this discussion. But all I'm saying is, young fellas, you got to get mean up there, okay? And what we're always looking for, fellas, is the clock rolling and a third and three that we must convert to keep the clock rolling yet again. Otherwise, we will punt if it's fourth and one because that's winning football. Because let me tell you something, young fella. 
We ran the ball three times, and they stopped us for nine yards. Now, statistically, they would say <laughs> we could get that yard on fourth down, but my job security protects me from <laughs> doing that. So we got to punt the ball here, fellas. Uh, special teams going on to get that out. Is this Foghorn Leghorn? What is happening? That, that's the voice. I could not figure out where it was. I said, I said, I said <laughs> punt the ball on fourth and one. What? <laughs> Look, it's just in the 1984 NFL playbook, okay? I'm That's, telling you, it's boys. It's like your Tecmo Bowl playbook. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're trying to bring your playbook out of the 80s, friends, let's talk about erectile dysfunction. Yes. Hi, I'm here for Roman. We're, we're making it easy, okay? Don't don't you guys get quiet on me? Don't you yes. don't you guys let me say the words right? No, no, no it, was, it, was a seam, it was a seamless transition, and and my I was just. I was just sitting back and, and admiring your, your your handsome work there, Josh. Thank you, Nate. I, I was too. And you know what? I will say as a happily married man that intimacy is important in marriage. And so, Josh, you go for it, buddy. And so sometimes you realize, oh, things aren't exactly as they should be in this instance. Maybe I need to bring my foghorn leghorn voice into the bedroom and spice things up. Or if that's just too much for you, and God, I understand if it is, maybe it's time to talk about erectile dysfunction. Again, the copy says it's not easy. We're making it easy because we're just some friends just all talking in foghorn leghorn voices about erectile dysfunction so you can you can just brush it off or you can blame yourself or say oh i lost my mojo or i lost my foghorn leghorn voice or you avoid the conversation altogether with any number of excuses that don't at this point like come on you know you're lying to yourself everyone in this in this equation knows you're lying about just just embrace the conversation here because now it's easy with roman you can talk to a real doctor who can prescribe real medication it's simple safe and totally discreet so with Roman, again, it's a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. You could probably talk to a doctor in a foghorn leghorn voice. They're not going to ask about it. They have more important questions like, hey, what's going on there and how can we help? Because they're going to work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication's appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. They, they're not going to give you any of this like, oh, it'll get there in three to five business weeks. They know. They know ur- there, there's a sense of urgency here. And good for you that there's a sense of urgency. We'll try to make that happen pretty quick here with Roman. It's all it's a simple process. It's straightforward. It's discreet. And getting started is simple. You can go to GetRoman.com slash time and complete an online visit today. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, according to this copy that has a nice little football reference in there. But now there's Roman. You can complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and get it taken care of. What are they doing with their business, Nate? They handle it, fellas. Handle your business, Foghorn Leghorn. Let's go to GetRoman.com slash time to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash time for a free visit to get started. That's GetRoman.com slash time. All I'm saying, fellas, is if... (laughs) Look at it this way, boys. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, okay? Amen. That shot right there is called Roman, okay? They they giving you the ball. Now, you got to shoot it, young fella. You gotta shoot it. Shoot it. You got look, take look. your shot. Take your shot, young man. You know, courage. Hold up from deep. You gotta have courage, okay? Courage. Bravery. Have you heard about bravery? Take your shot with Roman. You gonna make it. You can't take the you can't make the shot if you don't take it. Yeah. Amen. That should be the new tagline. 
I'm exhausted. I wish everyone could have seen the things I was doing. I was, the, the, the gestures. I was, I was waving in a runner at third base for the last five minutes. I'm just looking at my shoulder. Unfortunately, I don't think they have those doctors for me. I need a chiropractor now. <laughs> just uh, come on home. Come home. Get there. I'm out of breath. I don't understand. Oh, no. We got 10 minutes to talk about the offense, boys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Seth, here, here's your chance. It's the, it's the fourth quarter of a blowout game. Fourth and let's get fourth let's quarter. get let's get the ball to Mr. Darwin Thompson, who fans have only been clamoring for for twelve weeks. Go ahead and go ahead, sir. Oh, all right, guys. This isn't even just like a video. This isn't a gift. This is a movie clip. All oh, right. Oh, we've man. we've graduated to movie clips. Can I remember guess? It? Can, remember I guess? Can, I guess? Can 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 I guess? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> is it is it Batman climbing out of the pit. Oh, <laughs> to the ch- to the Not cheers of the to the cheers of the peasants. Hey! Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. These hardened criminals that are suddenly psyched about another human for some reason. I've killed ten men, but I'm very excited for you because I'm altruistic. Anyway, no, this is remember the Titans when they're in their training montage, which every good football movie needs. And he's saying, everyone's getting tired. He's whispering to them as they're going. He says, you're getting down fourth quarter. Boom, fourth quarter. Boom. And it's the fourth quarter. And you know who you need in your life in the fourth quarter? You need Darwin Thompson in your life in the fourth quarter. Because my guy, which I think... I think I can safely say he's my yeah, guy. He's, your he's guy. not your guys' yeah, guy. No, he, he's my guy. He's been, right. he, he been your guys' yeah. draft day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I've been I've been I've claimed a lot of dudes from this draft <laughs> class, except I didn't claim Thornhill for some reason because I'm an idiot, apparently. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that guy's got the speed to play safety. And I'm just like, wow, I don't know much about football, apparently. <laughs> I'm just so glad he hasn't dragged me on Twitter yet. Just on a side note. Because if Juan Thornhill wanted to, he could just drag me on Twitter. If he wanted anyway, to, well, you know, you you think he wants to? No, if if he wanted to is what I. Said. <laughs> oh, good God, have mercy! How'd you not get All that right, the first man, time? That me. <laughs> my pun game is not sorry. I had all my energy at the beginning. So Thompson got the ball eleven times on one, <laughs> on one drive. They tried Actually, to kill a man out there. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They were like, "All right, you wanted your chance." You can almost picture like Darwin like hassling Reed on the side. Coach, come on, man, you got to put me in. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on, come on, just put me in. Just bouncing around, and Reed's like, "Oh my god, if I put you in, will you shut up?" And then just like, "Hey, uh, Pat, I want you to give that guy the ball until he can't move." He got he got as many carries as Daryl Williams and LaShawn McCoy combined <laughs> one on drive, one drive. One drive. Awesome. Actually, and so and now he rushes for 44 yards on 11 carries on the final drive, which okay, statistically that's all right, but when you consider that his his fellow running backs were running the ball for about 2 yards per carry, Jonathan Hankins is a beast, guys. Mm-hmm. He is a beast in the middle. And the Chiefs' interior line cannot handle him. Like, they miss Mitch Morse against the Raiders because they they cannot handle Hankins. And so there there were just no lanes anywhere. And that final drive for the Chiefs, and I'm writing about this right now, the the Chiefs get the ball back. It's right away in the fourth quarter, like 14-56 left. They're winning 31-3. Game's over, pretty much. But, you know, if they go three and out, give Oakland a chance to score, they could at least, like, make it not a fun ending. And instead, the Chiefs kept the ball 
for 9 minutes and 32 seconds. 14 plays, 75 yards, assisted with some fine acting by Gary <laughs> Yes, he, gets, he absolutely gets an assist on that. The the Oscar went to him. Oh, he's got my face mask! Ref, what are you going to do? Die. You know, I could have died. I could have died. I was in danger. Could, yeah, this is this is supposed to be a game, guys. You know, I mean, you could whenever see that it. Whenever but, that happened, whenever Gary Dieter got grabbed by the face mask, Adam Schefter just tweeted, assault. Assault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Assault. <laughs> Look, we look, That's look. So when funny. the when the thirty for thirty comes out about Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph, that uh-huh, needs to be in the uh-huh. dang documentary. It's my man was uh-huh. out here yeah, saying right. he assaulted him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they should, and then they'll they'll cut to Schefter and be like, "I regret nothing. That was assault. I've never yeah. seen anything like that on a football field." And just like maybe crying a little because he was <laughs> upset. I have never seen because Schefter is great. He is great yeah. at what he does, and like. Yeah. But he, like, I have never seen him just tilt like that on Twitter. He was upset, which, I mean, you Seth, know. He, that was the my, most, my man, he'd never seen something that violent on a football field since literally four <laughs> minutes earlier when Juju Smith-Schuster's ear was bleeding. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, what? Okay, anyway, back to Darwin Thompson. Sorry. 11 carries, 44 yards, and here's the big thing. The Chiefs have had opportunities to salt away games before, and they haven't really been able to this year. Um, you know, if you want to blame the offensive line, if you want to blame, you know, the play calling, if you want to blame the running backs, you know, Damian Williams isn't a fantastic runner, really good receiver, okay runner, but his vision, he misses cutback lanes sometimes. Uh, Shady is uh, still a very good runner. He doesn't quite have that acceleration he used to have, and he carries the ball like he hates it. Um, it's just like I want someone to get this ball away from me. He and, carries the ball like he and, hates it. Is very powerful. And Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams, who like I don't think I. You see the way that dude carries the ball. Yes. <laughs> that guy is never gonna fumble. No. Like he like he runs with the both hands around it. He's got like duct tape. He's wrapping around the thing, but he is not super explosive. And so Darwin Thompson comes in, and he is explosive. He sees the cutback lanes. He gets to the cutback lanes quickly. He 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 churns his legs, and you know his the dude looks smaller than everyone else out mm-hmm. there, which that has mm-hmm. to be talked about. Like he is he was standing next to Mahomes, <laughs> and Mahomes is a pretty big guy, but like he like just was dwarfing Darwin Thompson. But he keeps his legs churning. He falls forward, and you know what? He helped salt the game away. I saw enough now, and this is where, you know, Josh, you were teasing me, you know, statistically, yeah, yeah, that doesn't, (laughs) that sounds made up. (laughs) Um, Statistically, that last drive doesn't really matter. What matters to me is the way in which Thompson was running because the Chiefs offensive line still wasn't really winning up front. And now this is your this is for the this is the free podcast. So those of you who don't subscribe, check it out whether it's going to be up later today or maybe it's already up when you read this. I'm going to show the video clips and kind of walk through. Thompson was winning despite the offensive line not. Mm. And that is something the Chiefs haven't had this year. Blocking independent running as in the the running back doesn't need the blockers to win everywhere they've generally needed really good blocking to gain yards that's something they've missed this year in kareem hunt the ability to create yardage thompson did that a few times and that's something they should really start to explore down the stretch because 
they need a little more explosion and creation from the run back position, and they got it from Thompson. And again, I'm not saying, oh, he should be the starter now, get 20 carries a game. But I don't know. You got to at least look at him because what you've been doing hasn't worked, especially against Oakland. They were getting killed running the ball, and he was able to do it. That's worth examining. Nate, did you see the same thing there? And and then what do you look at whenever you look in the future a little bit to say maybe you don't give him you know maybe you don't, you don't need to give him twenty carries a game, <laughs> but what's the what's the mix look like if if you are gonna if you're gonna insist on continuing to pretend to run the football? Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's let's uh, let's have Dharma Thompson be the nice little changeup that they can throw um, to opposing defenses moving forward. I don't think Damian Williams is going to be ready for Sunday. I'd, I'd actually be quite surprised given that he didn't practice all of last week and he's still sort of battling his issues with, with his sore left ribs after the Chargers game. Um, we were all fearful, I think, as many Chiefs fans for, uh, when I say we in the press box, we were all kind of fearful um, when, you know, Darrell or, you know, sort of plants his, his foot and his left hammy looks like it gives out or it's his knee or God knows what. I was surprised that Darrell Williams was able to walk off the field into the locker room, honestly. Um, but to suggest that he's going to be ready for the Patriots is, is you know, I think unwise at this point. Like, I think the odds are low that he would be available, even if it is just a hamstring. And I know the team will sort of um, evaluate his situation today uh, with more scans and, and things of that nature from a medical standpoint. So all you got is LaShawn McCoy and Darwin Thompson. And this sort of gives me the ability to say, if Darwin Thompson has had a 10 weeks to really learn, learn the offense, I should say, and even if he's not a great third down back in terms of protecting Patrick Mahomes against the blitz, because, again, what the Patriots will show you one week is not what they're going to show you in the game that you're playing against them. Um, they're really going to have to coach him up on terms of pass protection. I know he had his issues trying to um, get in the way, which is really all he's asked to do based, based on his size and stature. Is like, just get in the way of somebody. Um, and I know people were saying that wasn't necessarily a holding penalty or that really wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't his fault. It's just kind of the way it looks. Cause he's so small compared to like gigantic defensive ends. Um, but it is, it is probably time for him to, to be an option in terms of the passing game, which they didn't show yesterday, which I thought was wise, um, when he did play and yeah, let's see if he can break a tackle or two and turn like what Seth mentioned, turn a two to three yard gain into a six, seven, eight yard gain that can give more space, more freedom for the offense to sort of, you know, get a little bit more explosive in the passing game. Because what teams have what teams have basically realized over the last four four or five weeks, I think, is, man, just keep those safeties back, corners, try to keep your eyes to Patrick Mahomes as best you can as you're guarding these receivers, and just keep everything in front of you. Because even if the Chiefs run, we think we have – you know, we don't, we don't we don't think their offensive line is going to blow the doors off on the line of scrimmage, and we feel like we can tackle LaShawn McCoy in space. We can tackle Damian Williams in space, you know, and that gives the illusion that, hey, the, the defense can play back to prevent the big play so that it forces Mahomes to kind of be methodical with the football instead of going over the top. Um, but if the running game starts to exploit that sort of defense, then obviously that sort of changes the equation moving forward. Um, all this is to say... The Chiefs really only have two running backs going into New England. Not what you need. They 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 may reach out and get a third running back this week, depending on how Daryl feels. But um, it's time it's time for the rookie to 
Uh, you know, he, he he acquitted himself pretty well yesterday, and it's time for him to sort of see more extended snap counts. Um, so, yeah, let's see Darwin Thompson on a screen pass. I just want to see it because we yeah. know what yes. we know what he can do in space, given what he showed in the preseason. And, again, there is no tape of Darwin Thompson running a screen. Like, it, it's crazy to me. And with Andy Reid as your offensive coach, uh, that's something I would – assume or hope or would be the guy in the back of the room with my hands up suggesting to Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> Mike Kafka, and Andy Reid, hey, 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 you know what you know what New England hasn't seen all year? Darn Thompson in the screen. Like, hey, let's just let's just throw that at him a couple times on Sunday. The one this, I don't know if this is necessary or not, but I I did just go check to try to make sure I was right on this. The, the Chiefs cut uh, Marcus Marshall from their practice squad in October. Um, not that long ago, not anywhere else, as far as I can tell. He looked okay in the preseason, mm-hmm. like, and he seems like he was the, the other guy. Right. So I would, if they don't think Darrell Williams will be going this week, I I would think that move would be super logical, no? Or, 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 uh, this is gonna, look, I, I'm not reporting this. Just kind of something that was blowing in the wind last night. Sure, Kendrick West is also, you know, do, yes. doing some workouts. As soon as you said blowing in the wind, I was like, oh, you're right. But Trevor is, uh, Trevor is, uh, is not on a not, uh, Kendrick, not on a roster right yeah. now. <laughs> I, I look Strong, forward. I look Josh. forward. I look forward to Strong. those guys. I look forward to those guys being uh, being on the team and both being relevant at the same time. That'll be really cool for me talking <laughs> with good English words into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you know. Yeah, that's good. Uh, look, I'm not again. Not reporting. Sure, phone call or a text has been exchanged. We're like, hey, yeah, it's a good. You call. you working out, man? You you out here? You like, hey, you you know, you still want to come? Hey, you know the playbook, right? Yeah, okay, okay. Just just want to just hey, we just want to call to let you know we may have something. Just you know, it's just an idea. Just just it's kind of out there. I mean, we'll see what the what Mister West is up to. Where is CJ Spiller right now? <sighs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you feel like being employed and then unemployed and then employed and then unemployed again? Where's he? Where's he? <sighs> he may be in the Jeff Allen category of this. Uh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> the Jeff Allen I, wing I of, free agents, of free agents. The, <laughs> who, the, who have relationships the with the new Chiefs. Phone, the new phone who dis category of free agents. <laughs> yeah. uh, you mentioned the hold from Darwin Thompson. This is, I really quick, I just wanted, wanted to like run through the offensive drives in this game. Like, I know this is very broad, but. It's it was also strange. Like some of this was just was just so odd because they they get the short field from Matthew, the score from Thornhill, they score forty points in a game where the offense didn't feel completely proficient, and the first half was good. Like it was touchdown drive, get the ball back, turnover on downs, right call, weird play to run Darrell Williams against straight into Hankins's face, but whatever. <laughs> Punt, uh, uh, and in they, theory, they he was supposed to be blocked. <laughs> in well, I mean, no, yeah, but but yeah, but if your theory is always, oh, run it towards Hankins, we'll take care of him. Don't worry about it. When you get there, he won't be. It's like, all right, bold. That's a bold strategy. Whatever. Uh, it's like that gif where they talk and say the bold strategy. But let's see if it pays. It's like that gif. Uh, <laughs> That's a great gif. They punt, and then because they lost four on the Tyree kill run, they couldn't pick it up after that. And then it's touchdown drive, pick six, end of the half. And then the second half is just. Field goal that really should have been a touchdown. The Darwin Thompson holding call was also like not Ooh. a good call, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's a touchdown, but that's on a drive where we thought that was a pick for like two minutes. Yes. And then it's a nine and a half minute Darwin Thompson drive. So 
that with a, a shout out to Garrett Dieter. Like that second half was a disappointing field goal and then a touchdown that felt like an interception. Like for, for all of the reasons it was weird. And I do think there were some things in the offense that we, we might have just a minute to, to talk about some of the negatives. It was really, really weird. Yeah, uh, they only play strange, weird games, Josh. This, this is the this is the 2019 <laughs> motto, baby. <laughs> what, yeah, what? You think weird. you thought we threw an interception? Actually, I threw an interception in the end zone so that the league would be like, ho, ho, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. He Patrick Mahomes threw an interception. Patrick Mahomes threw an interception in the end zone. Oh, I cannot have this. Run the tape. Run it back. Run it back. Somebody's got to be holding somebody. Anybody in a white jersey. Oh, I found him. I found him, boys. <laughs> Make the call. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? What? Like, what? like Andy Reid's like, man, Sammy Watkins on a quarter route literally got mugged, but. Uh, I mean, okay, sure. And LaShawn McCoy's like, hey, fellas, ain't nobody going to care about this 10 years from now when I'm trying to get in all the Hall of Fames when I scored a touchdown that really wasn't supposed to be there because my man threw an interception. But the league was like, <laughs> we can't have Patrick Mahomes throwing interceptions, so we're just going to hand you the ball off. You're going to get this touchdown. The easiest touchdown. Like, the Raiders were on the field. But spiritually, they were elsewhere. Because, <laughs> like, what? Like, you go like, wait, 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 what? Do you know how hard it is to yeah, intercept were- Patrick Mahomes and now you want us to come back <laughs> on the field? Get out of here with this nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah, good good for LaShawn McCoy because the stat line would have looked terrible without that touchdown. Uh, touchdown. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the league office, <laughs> the best part was the official yesterday being like, it has been determined that the league <laughs> doesn't care about us. <laughs> Therefore, it's now a holding penalty, first down Chiefs, and yeah, whatever, whatever league office. Like, yeah, just, I mean, I just, the best part about next week in Foxborough, if I could say, is the league knows that everyone is just waiting for them to, like, do something nefarious in the Patriots' favor. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes can't be throwing interceptions. We just can't. We can't have that. We cannot have that. So, like, maybe this is the passing of the torch. Who, this is the passing of the torch right yeah. here. Is this this is the who gets the call? <laughs> who who is the league gonna benefit? That like the rest of the world's gonna be like, but that don't make no sense, dog. Like who who <laughs> what, which team's gonna benefit on Sunday? <sighs> so good. All right, we we could we could end the show now and actually be done on time instead of trying to uh, shoehorn in an extra two minutes of talking about Travis Kelsey dropping two passes early. We could do that, or 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 you guys could each take thirty seconds on the offensive line being really spooky and Travis Kelsey dropping a couple of passes. Those are the two things that for me like. If you're going to go bad taste in the mouth, those are the two things that I would look yeah, at. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's fine. I I mean he good. Um. He always has these weird drops. I mean, it's just him. Um, but mostly, he, he's still the best tight end in the AFC. Uh, offensive line, uh, fellas, hit the ice hard this week because the Patriots yeah. are going to do some things. And I'm, if I, if, like, the biggest concern, and I know we're going to talk about this on Friday, biggest concern is, man, that offensive line better be right. Who them passes better come out of Patrick Mahomes' hands quick, or he better be scrambling his you know what off because. Um. Yeah, offensive line has left some some to some to be desired. Just, 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 eh, eh, eh. 
And he, I mean, we saw so many times yesterday the Mahomes backpedals and then throws the ball like a hook shot play. I, I, I'm happy whenever that works, like once or twice a game. But whenever it feels like it happens on six consecutive dropbacks, I get very mm-hmm. nervous. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. That's not what you want. I would say no. Anything for you, Seth? Seth, are you still there? Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. The the Chiefs. I saw you highlighting things in the Google Doc. Like, can we get to this? Can we get to this question? Can we do this question? Oh, like, I, no, Seth. What I was what I was thinking is maybe we don't ruin Danielle's life today. We just get out on time for the first time in the history of the podcast. I wasn't I wasn't doing it for that reason. That's just something I do when I'm twitchy. Uh, I just highlight stuff. And then plus, I you know you know what I was you know what I was highlighting, dear listeners. I was highlighting your mailbag questions because I'm a man of the people. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, but it's a question that would take us seven minutes to answer when we have two. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're audible. Daniel like, says, like, go for it. Oh, 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 the producer backs Kaiser. Yes. Uh, I would, Eat I really, it, Briscoe. I really anyway, did want to talk. Um, I really wanted to talk about the Saints. It's because the Saints played on Thanksgiving. Actually. Thank God. Let's go. It no. is. That's exactly <laughs> why it is. All right. Okay, so real quick on the offensive line. The Raiders' defensive line quietly demolished the Chiefs' offensive line earlier this year, too. So I'm not sure... The Chiefs' O-line has been a little disappointing this year. Yeah, now, all year. injuries have... Consistent, right? I mean, the, the, yeah, like, the backpedal back throw thing is like, we've seen that, and at one point, one of the broadcasts was like, oh, this is a great thing that Mahomes can do. And it's like, yeah, it is great. No. But you don't want it to happen like all the time. Like this is no, you don't. And 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 you'll see Jeff Schwartz talks about this a lot. It, it, it really messes with your tackles. You got to remember, offensive linemen are blocking a spot. They can't see the quarterback. And so if the quarterback backpedals another three feet from a five step drop, that just allows edge rushers to just tee off on them. And there's nothing the tackles can do. And Fisher will get killed for it. Not Schwartz because people understand that he's great. But but people, are like, oh, how did Eric Fisher not block that guy? It's like, well, because he's not standing where he's supposed to and so that's something to watch but that interior low-key you know Mitch Morse has been badly missed yeah. and I'm not just saying that because I miss Mitch Morse guys I really yeah, miss you, you kind of miss him though. <laughs> I do miss him but on the field I don't think it have, did you watch Buffalo's offensive line oh, I did Oh, hey, look, I mean, my man was in there putting in look, work. We we, like, we are literally just four weeks away from Bills, Chiefs, AFC wildcard, oh, Sunday on CBS. Like, yeah. look, we're, we're four weeks away and, from it. What are we doing? And Morse, and Morse is going to lay out a linebacker in the open field. I'm telling you, that is going to happen. He's going to make Colin Saunders' day miserable. I just now I think Chris Jones might do some things to him, but that's a whole nother ball of wax. But anyway, the the Chiefs offensive line, the interior's got to get it figured out. LDT is getting paid too much to play at the level he's playing. Fisher, I think is Fisher, I think played pretty well. Um, but that interior has got to get it figured out because the Patriots are mm-hmm. coming and they are going to do some crazy weird things. Man, hey Josh, 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 yes, should sir. we do should we do mail should we do mailbag questions? I, I, I wanted like to talk. I wanted to make sure we had time to talk about the offensive line and then actually get out on time. But I mean, yeah, that's fine. So here's, I mean, listen, this part, like this is, we've done an hour. We're at an hour right now. Are we going bonus? That's fine. I'm getting overruled by everyone. Whoever listens to this is in charge. Hey, bosses at the athletic. I tried. Today I tried. We were done. We were done in time. And then Seth and Daniel ganged up against me. And then now we're doing a mailbag question. So. I want everyone to know that I tried, and right now I'm just Derek Carr in the situation that Nate described <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. Everything's on fire. My teammates have let me down. Here's me trying to score on the last drive of the game. <laughs> uh, 
we we did a whole mailbag episode uh, around Thanksgiving and with the bye week and everything. But we had some leftovers, and so we'll try to take some questions. If you tweet us questions uh, at JB Briscoe, at by Nate Taylor, at Real MN Chiefs fan, use the hashtag TimesRs. I'll try to grab a question or two every week and uh, throw it into the Google Doc here, and, and we'll answer. I imagine we'll answer more of them on Fridays. But uh, which one? Which one do you want to do, Seth? This is clearly your segment. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I want to do the first one. I like the first one best. That's what I figured. It's this is it's just gonna be forty five minutes. It's just a second podcast. Uh, this is from at Bird Soup seven eight five. Let's get personal, my dudes. They, they is, that was how they began their question. They asked about uh, our football fandom, and I also figured we could expand expand it out through the media worlds and uh, ask how we all got here. Seth, you can go first because I feel like you're extremely yes. excited about this whole thing. The year was 1985. <laughs> All right, this has been time not? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Andy, and okay. everybody, I'm leaving. Okay. Um, I became, so I'm obviously from Minnesota. I became a Chiefs fan because my dad was attending seminary down in Kansas City during the Montana Magic era. And frankly, watching the Chiefs with him, he kind of adopted the Chiefs because, I, you know, kids, kids, Sunday ticket didn't always exist. You had to just watch whatever team was local. That sounds horrible. And so I'd watch the Chiefs with him. It was a way to spend time with my dad. And he, being a Vikings fan, was not like, you need to be a Vikings fan, because he loved me. And he, <laughs> he he didn't want that for me. Yeah, he, lo- so he loved you, so he gave fan. you the Chiefs. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's a little bit better. So Here, son. Um, here, You don't know who this is yet, but Tyler Thigpen was recently born, and he will soon Tyler be your Thigpen savior. would have been a good quarterback in the modern NFL, Josh. Anyway... Um, so I, I, that, that's how I became a Chiefs fan and the media world. I kind of accidentally fell into it. I basically joined SB nation to be in a comment section and talk about the chiefs and it somehow turned into a job. And 10 years later, I write for the athletic, uh, just a racks, just, just just your annual racks of riches story, kids. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's me. I am. I that one day there's gonna be a direct for t- to TV Hallmark movie. You know, you know, from blogger to big time. Oh God, I'm gonna story. be. I'm gonna be a villain in that, aren't I? I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The third act will absolutely feature my good friend Nate protecting me from the evil machinations <laughs> of Josh Briscoe of the evil Eight Ten Empire. So anyway, I just kind of fell into it. I love football. I kept learning more and more about it. And uh, the more I learned about it, the more I wanted to talk about what I was learning about it, and that turned into a job. Nate, you can go next. I'm gonna. Um, my answer is gonna be however short it needs to be. Yeah. So depending on how long the podcast has gone. Yeah. So um, obviously, I, I write for a living, and, and I appreciate everybody uh, subscribing and athletic and, and listening. Thank you, Cyber Monday. Go get that deal. Go get your T-shirts. By the way, I know people have asked for for weeks. Hey, this is your opportunity to get a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, but. I guess I have a lot of people to thank for it. Um, most notably was my, my good buddy in high school, Anthony Graham, who, uh, so I went to Hickman Mills High School. It doesn't exist anymore. It's sad. But junior, like junior year, I got into like the school's newspaper because like Anthony was like, hey, you know sports and you can write sentences back to back. And that's <laughs> sort of where this all began. Um, my high school teacher, who I still uh, talk to and love to this day, Miss Karen Black, took care of me kind of taught me this whole journalism thing um i i read joe posnanski from the star way back when um obviously you know just to this day it still blows my mind that like i get paid to watch sports and then write about it it's it's the biggest it is the biggest um yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm obviously I'm very appreciative of it, but it, a lot of it is just like, hey, you know, you go to school for it. 
Um, you try to make your mom and dad happy and proud when they're like, what do you want to do, son? You're like, I want to be a sports writer. And they're like, is there any money in that? And I'm like, I don't know either, but it sounds like fun. And it's, <laughs> I don't know either, but I'm 12. Like, and that's, that but this sounds cool, really so. cool. Like, I, I, I like, and, and then you go to, and then you play high school football and then you realize, oh, this is my future. Cause like, I don't want to tackle people who are much bigger than me. Because <laughs> um, so, I, cause in high school, I played cornerback and it was very brief. It was a very brief, sterling career where I was like, ooh, I, I got a lot of Marcus Peters in me, and uh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so go to school, went to Central Missouri, uh, met my wife there. And for this current job, uh, Holly has a lot of the success and the motivation for how this all came to be. We left Indianapolis. I was covering the Pacers for the Indianapolis Star. Holly got a job to bring us back home to Kansas City, where I'm from, and it was great for her, it's great for my son Hayden, and it's obviously great for me. I see all my family. We hosted Thanksgiving on on that on Thursday. It was great. It was great. First time, first time hosting. Um, you know, but because of that, I moved to Kansas City, and then the athletic, you know, like came out of nowhere, and uh, and here we are. So that that is the brief, I guess, resume slash personal life. All these things are intertwined, connected. You know, life goes on, kind of story. And this is just what I'm doing to my modeling career takes off. Oh, really. yes. Uh, it's sort of a stuff <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, who can't wait to get you on the cover of a magazine? I mean, seriously. That's what I, that's what I keep saying. I keep I email GQ every, every day. day. And they never email me back. And I, I don't know. And I started getting a thing that said my emails were bouncing. So I had to go find a different email address to contact. And I'm well. sure you were like, the shirt's optional, right? I can take the shirt off. I mean, you. Oh. oh, yeah, no, it, it was, so here's what I did. The shirt was off in the first picture, but then I also included something like the shirt could go on, but like, come on, like, I'm, I'm not a prude and you're not an idiot. So here's what you do. <laughs> Golly. Uh, okay. So I, uh, I wrote and talked from early childhood and uh, continued doing that throughout my uh, high school experience. Went to Mid American Nazarene University here in Nazarenes uh, what in Kansas. Uh, that yeah, we can have a long we can have a larger conversation about that later. That's that that's a, that's Friday's episode. That's for subscribers only. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I went I went there. I started doing a Chiefs podcast my freshman year through the radio station that doesn't exist, and then I rose uh, through the ranks of the newspaper that no longer exists, and uh, did both of those things. Ended up working at eight ten. Got an internship push buttons for a while, got uh, a show over on ESPN Kansas City, did that for a while, got a show on 810 at night, almost entirely sports, weeknights on 810, Woo! still there right now, uh, nice. ended up ended up over on the ESPN side talking to Seth every week, I don't know which one of us was more desperate, uh, if I was more desperate for a guest or Seth was more desperate to talk to people, uh, but it worked, it was it was one of those Ouch, mutually benefit, I thought I was, I was being self-deprecating, it was sort of a joke, I'm sorry Seth. That's okay. You know, uh, but we uh, we did that every week that's why for you're the villain. That's exactly right. It's my it's my uh, cutting sense of humor. We did that every week for how long, Seth? I mean, like a oh, year and a wow. half, just on ESPN Kansas oh, yeah. City, basically. I at least a year. It was it was good times, man. It was like I think I've talked to Seth more than I've talked to my actual family <laughs> for most of the last two years. Uh, and then, so we, we did that for a while and then, uh, I mean, that was before Seth was even on with the athletic and then, uh, we did that for a while, started talking to Nate uh, a good amount. And then, uh, this podcast came into existence and, uh, Seth and Nate, uh, I, I guess bribed someone who made decisions 
brought me in. Now I'm doing some writing over here. <laughs> yes, also. sir. So that's been the uh, that's been the glow up. Again, the modeling thing still available though. I'm still ready to do that. If anyone would like uh, to, I'll do it for free. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to get your, your name out there, just to get your shirt. name in the streets. Yeah, the Josh Briscoe yeah. story. You yeah. know, Josh, I just want to say the one thing I take away from that is, so during college, you managed to single handedly kill <laughs> I knew a radio he was gonna station. Say and that. And I knew he was going to say that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, no, it's, nice. It's single handedly. Yeah, I did. What really happened is, like, as I left, they were like, "Well, we can never achieve that level again. This, is, this was too. This was too great. The greatness cannot be replicated. Let's just burn it to the right. ground." Yeah, the people here now keep their shirts on all the time. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so there we there we go. We all we all uh, told the story, and now this podcast is too long, and uh, it's not my fault. The Josh Briscoe story. There we go. There, there's my memoir. Everyone, give me, give me the title of your memoir. Go. I don't know, man. I don't. <laughs> I have either. I have too either, much on the spot. I, I have either. I either have uh, the podcast is too long, but it's not my fault, or I have uh, will model for free. The Josh Briscoe story. <laughs> uh, mine is. Uh, uh, they're everywhere. Take my babies. The story of oh. Kaiser. Wow. <laughs> Take, not make. Take. How is this not a part of the uh, Roman read today? Uh, uh, Dan- Danielle, Danielle, our producer, just wrote in the Google Doc. Aikman, Troy Aikman googles his name. The Josh. Bruce yeah, Bruce. that's true too. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, for me, my life is Troy Aikman's best friend. The Josh. Yeah. Bruce. For me, it's just it's always like th- these hands were literally designed, created by God, and made to type. <laughs> these hands were made. To these type. hands were made to type, yes. y'all. Like. These hands are made and, to, you know, to type I, by Nate Taylor. I, I do occasional things around the house and type. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Times Ours here on The Athletic. Nate's story is up. Seth's story might be up by the time this podcast goes up, uh, but it's certainly up very soon today, if, if not uh, yet. I'll have a column up some point this week looking ahead to Chiefs and Patriots. We will be back to talk about Chiefs-Patriots on Friday. And uh, and if you're not getting uh, The Athletic right now, there's a Black Friday or Cyber Monday deal up right now. There was a Black Friday deal that you could have gotten in on. But now you can gift us a subscription and get a T-shirt. There are deals up all over the place right now. Uh, and you can get our Friday episodes, which are exclusive to subscribers of The Athletic. And obviously you can then read everything uh, on the athletic, and it's not. I've had people ask me this. Like, that's not that price is not just for chief stuff. It's everything. The price is in so insane that people are like, well, that can't be for all of it. No, it is for all of it, including uh, other podcasts across the network, like the State of the Nation, the Raiders podcast, where you can hear all of our our best uh, our best uh, Raiders coverers. <laughs> and today, you will want to check in some of the tweets from from that group of writers were um, just world-melting. So check out State of the Nation right here on The Athletic for a look at what the Chiefs did to the Raiders from the Raiders' perspective this week. I, I heard I heard Seth laughing in a way that I thought was he was going to reference a tweet or at least a gif, but um, I, I I want to I just figured we didn't have enough time, but now I'm scrolling furiously. I'm scrolling furiously. I'm not going to find it, guys. This is going to be a big disappointment. This is going to be the it's worst. It's like that we've gif. Dot dot dot. The Seth Kaiser <laughs> where someone where someone just fails completely. Oh no. Oh oh here it is. Ted Ted Wynn, who he 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 is, I think he appears on the Raiders podcast. He does, yes. Maybe the best, maybe the best NFL analyst I know, and that's no disrespect to anyone else. Ted is unbelievable at what he Dude, does. I'm right here. He just see, 
he just sees the game at a different level. Didn't but he's a big Raiders <laughs> fan. <laughs> and Ted Ted wrote this when it rains, and this was after the Chiefs blocked the two point or the extra point and ran it back for two. He tweeted, "When it rains, it freaking floods, causes water damage, mold, and then death." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The Seth so Kaiser that's story. what the Chiefs did to the Raiders. All right, this podcast is over. I don't know if that's the end of it or if Nate's got something, but uh, that's I'm oh. done. I'm moving. I'm moving far away from my microphone. Oh, again. of course I have something. Now, now listen okay. here, fellas. We, now, when we when we put together the fifteen game, fifteen play script, okay, I have about thirteen runs in like two passes. Okay, how about we start it off with this, fellas? Let's go I formation dive, then offset counter. Then I want to do a toss right, okay? Like strong side toss right. I said, I said, I with said. the with the idea that we gonna set up the misdirection to the left, okay? And then <laughs> I want to go a little, just a little motion, not a ton, just a little motion for a nice a nice lead draw, nice lead draw. Now, now if we got a pastoral ball slants, baby slants. Are the safest thing in football when it comes to passing because you beat your man on the inside, you should be available for the throw. And if we get into a third and twelve situation, fellas, um, my 1984 playbook says four comeback routes, which means find where the yarder is, the yarder gain, turn your body around. Hopefully, the ball's there. Okay, all right. So that's that's the that's the 15 play script oh my God. for my 1984 playbook. <laughs> 